Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Monday morning, it's cold. We get the flurries. We know what's coming. So let's depress ourselves a little more, shall we? Someone came up with a calculator that allows you to enter any money amount and see how much it takes for Elon Musk to earn it. How much time it takes? Yeah. Oh, man. Which means you could plug in your salary and find out just how ridiculously more wealthy this man is than you. Why would you want to do that? Uh, Because I like the pain. (laughs) Uh, For instance, if you make, say, 50 grand a year, plug that into the calculator and you'll discover that Mr. Musk makes that much money in two minutes and 15 seconds. Wow. Every two minutes and 15 seconds, he pockets 50 Gs. Oh, now, let's say you're doing a little better and you're in the, like, $100,000 range. Well, Elon sits around for four minutes and 23 seconds to earn that much. <laughs> if you made a million dollars last year, Elon makes that just over 43 minutes and uh, 48 seconds. Are you kidding? Yeah. Less than an hour for a million? Yeah. So as of 7 o'clock this morning, so 7.23, yeah. he's about uh, 10 to 15 minutes away from making another million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, well, you've got like the killers coming up, Mr. Brightside. Mm. Like In that time, he'll make 75 grand. Yeah, yeah. It's all Brightside for him. Yeah, he, well, what did he do recently where he said, uh, he was asking on Twitter, like if he should just sell... Uh, stock and he he just uh Tesla five people said yes sell five million dollars and so he just sold off five million dollars yeah worth of stock I guess I think the point was he was then going to pay the tax he made on it like I think it's something to do with you know how the wealthy in America don't pay any tax right he's trying to prove a point that he was or would anyhow it's it's just you get to a certain point right when you have so much it just it doesn't like he'll never in his in his children's lifetime, right? You know, the, the, won't spend that money. Well, and listen, you know, kudos to him the fact that he was self-made. Jeff Bezos, same way, mm-hmm. right? Took on the risk, had the the, the knowledge, the smarts, know how, whatever, and the desire and drive to do it all. You know, but then you know they'll look at athletes and think, well, you know, how is LeBron James right. making? 20,000 a game or whatever it may be that for per second that he's on the court mm-hmm. you know is making a couple grand that you think that's that's ridiculous well they have a much smaller window of yep. time to do that in yep. uh, with careers being shorter they have trained and continue to train day in day out i'm not saying it, it doesn't look a little ridiculous you know to to play a game and make that kind of money but when you see what some of the high-end ones are doing, and we've talked before about CEOs that didn't invent the company. Right. Right. They just cashed the check. They just, you know, move from CEO job to CEO job, cashing massive checks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the difference, like, for a guy like Elon, this money will forever be rolling over. Yeah, you're right with sports figures. Like, you know, take a Sidney Crosby. I don't know how old Sidney Crosby is now, but he's, you know... The career is probably starting to, on some level, wind down. You right. think maybe does he have a less than a decade left? Now he'll still be very young. He's be a man in his, you know, probably early forties. Yeah. Once those checks stop rolling, and that's a long time to live with not, not necessarily any other income. Yes. I mean, he's not going to go start driving an Uber. <laughs> now, well, he'll always have an endorsement yeah, and that sort and of thing invested and, for him. And, and listen, for many of us, we retire. Uh, you know, and have to really pinch mm. as you get through. I understand his bills might be a little more than mm-hmm. the average person's, but 
Yeah, he'll be all right. Oh, he'll be fine. We don't have to hold a, a camp day for uh, no for Mr. Crosby anytime soon. Yeah, you know, there's something I guess good about it. back not that long ago. You would you would live to like you'd work till you were 65, and you'd be dead by the time you were 68. <laughs> it was like this little window of time. Now, so, you know, sometimes people retire and they live longer than they worked. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so you imagine Sidney Crosby calling up Tim Hortons. Hey, can we crank up the Zamboni? I need fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we gotta get hey, get back on there. I'll do another commercial with you. I, I heard uh, Justin Bieber doing some uh, Timmy spots too. What do you figure they uh, coughed over to him? <laughs> Dude, more than a box of Timbits, I would Probably. think. Probably. <laughs> Do either of your boys have their own Visa or debit card yet? Uh, no. Do you still uh, hand them, like, allowance? Do they get allowance? Uh, Give them cash? Yeah, well, yeah, and they have, like, a like a paper route, so they get right. uh, some through that. But most of it now, you know, we kind of keep the cash, but anything that's e-transferred, it goes into... They have, like, an, a bank account. Right. But they don't have a debit card for it yet. And, and I, I would say, had things, times been normal, I think everyone would probably have one by now. Mm. Um but just haven't gone anywhere. Right, sure. There's no reason to need to spend anything. Um, it seems a little uh, terrifying to me that a uh, kid would be running around with a, a credit card, but that's exactly what we're uh, supposed to be doing. Um, you know, the, one of the big reasons to throw out the kid's piggy bank is basically everything's on a screen now. There's no cash being handed around. Mm. So uh, it, it is said that it teaches kids the actual money management skills they will need. Uh, it makes more sense to prepare your kid for the future rather than handing them cash because they really should learn how to work a debit card or a, a, a visa and to be able to, I guess, see balances and that type of thing to know how much they can and cannot spend. Yeah, I guess there's an age range for that. I mean, and, you know, I think the kids need to understand that there's a tangible uh, amount of money. Like, this is what you have. Mm. You have to make that work. And, and ha- physically having a bill helps with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, my kids don't understand things like tax yet, right? <laughs> they see something of ten bucks, right? Uh, I'm like, all right, I see something for $9.99. i am buying it and expect a penny back, and it just, uh, no, it doesn't quite happen that way. I still see things that way. <laughs> it's nine ninety nine in my head. It's nine dollars, not ten. It's only nine ninety nine, right? Yeah. Um, it is said that having uh, the kids hold their own Visa or debit card helps them to budget. There are actually uh, quite a few good debit cards for kids out there that helps them budgeting and saving. Plus, when kids are in better control of their money, they naturally start making smarter spending decisions. Yeah, you, I don't disagree with that. I think they're giving kids too much credit. Right. They don't make any smart decisions, <laughs> ever. No, but uh, you know, I've seen my kids when you know, things come up, like, like big purchases. Like, some, like shoes, mm. right? Clothing. When, you know, okay, I'll buy you a pair of shoes, but if you want the name ones mm-hmm. that are, you know, the LeBrons or whatever it may be, then you're kicking in, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and when that comes around, then they have to make a, a, a value choice for themselves. Mm-hmm. And and more often than not, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in this yeah. one. They're, they, but they say, ah, I don't know if I need that. We used to do a thing where if they wanted to get into something that was good for them, like playing an instrument. So we would buy the first guitar and amp, which was always some kind of starter guitar and starter amp. Right. And then if they wanted to go up from there, then that was on them. Right. You know, uh, I remember David, he, I can't remember what age he, he was. He found this, just this massive amp that was all lights and bells and whistles. And 
I think it was about $400 or something, and he, he wanted it. So he, he did the math and figured out if he just gave up his allowance, like if I footed the bill, but he paid me back with his allowance. And I think he started when he was 14, and I think he just paid it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think between like about 13 to whenever we cut off allowance, I think we stopped giving them allowance at like... Uh, 16 or whenever they could get a part-time job. Right. Uh, I think he never saw another penny of allowance after that. And I'm sure every now and then he looked at that amp and went, mm. Is it still around? A little remo- oh, it's in the crawl space. Oh, right. It's collecting dust. <laughs> it's holding up other assorted uh, junk of his. Um, it gets rid of the possibility of a kid spending thousands of your dollars on online gaming. This is if your kid has his own debit or credit card, right, gotcha. which is good. So instead of him buying a million, you know, Smurf berries or something, yep. uh, they'll know that uh, they can only do micro purchases. Because mm-hmm. we've all heard those uh, scary stories of a parent getting a visa with like 12 grand racked up on it or something. Right. And I don't mind. Like, I throw numbers around at, at the kids all the time and what, what things cost. All right. Because I think they need to know mm-hmm. that there's, uh, you know, there's a, a value and a, and a cost associated with things, and that you know the reason you know when it comes to things like hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of a hockey tournament, uh, and you know, last night uh, when we get back from it, all of a sudden there's the argument about doing homework. Mm-hmm. Like no, 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 no. Like guess what? I have to wake up and go to work, yeah, and I have to work to pay off the bills that we just racked up from your tournament this past weekend. Right. And it's not a guilt trip necessarily. It's more. Hey, this is why, you know, we have to put the work in in order to do the fun things that we want to do. And mm-hmm. it's a life lesson. So they didn't, he didn't want to do his homework? Oh, do, does any kid ever want to do no. homework? No, I guess not. But I guess just after being at a hockey tournament, it's a bit, well, it's, it's a bit listen, of a downer. Yeah, absolutely. But school comes first. I just said, hey, well, the next no, time. No, it doesn't. Next time, <laughs> next time we won't go to hockey until your school work's done. We won't go leave for the tournament until the homework's done. Speaking of uh, school and such. So you were off on Friday, but there was a little bit of a, uh, a controversy uh, I got into. It didn't get too heated, luckily, this teacher emailed me okay uh and it was it was actually a nice email i got back to uh, him or her they just signed it off with a letter I, I don't know male or female but it was very nice complimented the show and then tried to correct me where they believed i was wrong but it was nice and so i just got back to them saying well thank you for not ripping my head off for one sometimes after we talk about teachers i feel like i need security right. to leave this building but so there's pa days and there's PD days. I always get confused. Okay. There's personal development, personal, uh, professional development, yes. personal advancement, or something to that effect. So I've always assumed that these days off, when the kids are home and it's this PA or PD or whatever, right. that the teachers were gathering with the principals and others and they were working on school-related stuff or advancing the classroom or upgrading their skills, and as what I always assumed. And there are some of those days. Right. But there's other days, and I caught wind of this, that they don't like to bring up very often, where, and I guess this is all union paid for. They pay their dues, so it comes back. But they get, like, a PA day. You can go do yoga. You can uh, go to... Uh, a line dancing class, you can take a cooking class, you can do a meditation thing, you can run around on the day and take all these assorted uh, classes. Mm. So I mentioned this, and I get the one teacher, that, well, I've been teaching 27 years, I've never heard of this. <laughs> so I said, okay, I said, listen, I, I just, I heard about it from somebody who uh, who is teaching, and uh, they kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a different school board, or who knows what, I go, you've been at it 27 years, I'll take your word for it. 
So then I, uh, I, I finish work. And I reach out to this person. I go, oh, yeah, I'm on my way to my yoga right now. <laughs> <laughs> you teachers. you I love you. You just got to be more honest with us. COVID is causing another problem and one that I guess we didn't really think of. As we head towards uh, the holidays and Christmas, there is a real labor shortage from the North Pole. Santa might not be able to make it to as many malls this year. Sounds like there's an elf shortage as well. Right. There's a business that handles a lot of the Santa requests for stores, malls, private events. And their head elf is talking about the issues they're currently facing. He says they've, got a, uh, they've had a huge increase in Santa requests because certainly all the malls couldn't have them last year. Yeah. So they all want to get back to it. Or they had them in plexiglass <laughs> boxes. Yeah. Sweating his arse off. Up above the uh, ground like some kind of uh, <laughs> illusionist. Anyhow, um, so they've got a big, huge increase uh, for requests for Santa. Uh, they've only been able to staff about half of what they normally would. It's because, of course, and I understand this totally, a lot of uh, Santas don't really want to be involved right now with that many mouth-breathing kids. Right. You know, having them on his lap. And even yeah. if you're... You know, vaxxed five, six, seven times. It's still like, mm, can you keep your snot rag away from me? Can you me? put a mask under the beard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe the beard will be a mask. The good thing is, though, he says, if you're willing to risk it and uh, play Santa, be Santa for Christmas, uh, malls are paying about 10 to 25% more. Okay. Yeah. So... Gain some weight, Lucky. Get in there. <laughs> You're still, I mean, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're still a young enough man. Right. You can put on a few pounds. You're strong enough physically to withstand a lot of COVID uh, swabs and such. But, yeah, I guess that it's not really even just this. I mean, that is a problem, certainly. Yeah. But it's all areas of business. I mean, it's really, you know, when you talk about a buyer's market or a seller's market when it comes to homes, right now it's really an employer employee market. Yeah. Because so many employers are desperate for staff that you can go in and say, yeah, I'll come and be a, wait, a waiter, but I want, you know, 18 bucks an hour instead of the minimum 15 or whatever. See, uh, I bet Santa is probably in a a bad, like, class mm. for the vid, too, if you got it, right? Mm. Like, I mean, he's uh, overage. Yeah, overweight. Like, overweight. Yeah. Sedentary. Probably diabetic. Right. Eats a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah, you, you do. Well, if you saw Fred Claus, you see what happens. Right. You know, he got really sick and his brother had to come and do it all. That was a disaster. So anyhow, if you got anybody in your family who can play Santa, might be able to make some serious scratch this coming holiday season. I would think uh, this holiday season, between Taylor Swift re-releasing her Red album as she's re-recording all of her previous stuff, redoing it, and now Adele's new uh, album is going to be a lot of white Chardonnay sold. <laughs> the ladies, the ladies, and their angst music is a uh, full tilt right now. I'll take an Adele and a Zinfandel. Yes, sir. Uh, Taylor Swift has this uh, new tune, new old tune, ten-minute song called "All Too Well." Uh, the story goes that it was about to Jake Gyllenhaal when uh, Red. First came out, I how long ago that was? A decade ago, I think. Sure, Jake's like, oh crap, we're bringing this up again. I thought we got past this. Anyhow, she was on SNL. She released a movie on YouTube, a ten-minute short. 
that she directed and she did the 10 minute song on SNL instead of like most artists will do two songs she combined the uh, and just did one and uh, performed that and then uh, they did the weekend update after and Colin Yost came out and basically said uh, they had a photo of Taylor up and he said well tonight we'll want to lead with the uh, the story that if you ever dated Taylor Swift don't break up with her <laughs> Because <laughs> you're going to end up in a song somewhere. And I guess even ex-boyfriends were in the crowd. Uh, Joe Jonas, who I guess had dated her for a while and is now married to Sophia Turner. There's a song that Taylor had called Mr. Perfectly Fine. And that was supposedly about Joe. Okay. Yeah, and I guess Sophia has worked with uh, Taylor on some new video for that. Listen, for Taylor Swift to be re-releasing all of this stuff, I mean, in some sense, it's good for her. Because now... Uh, you know, she had had kind of the rights to her music mm. sold off and taken from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now she's re-releasing it all with, like, remastered as Taylor's versions of things. But now, you know, not that she needed more in her pocket, mm. but at least, you know, it's her music and, and her writing, and it goes to her. Yeah, and you look, look, she has really connected with, with people in her time um, as an artist. And certainly she takes her own personal experience, and she works it into these songs that really connect, and, and young girls, teenagers, even women into their 20s, 30s, and probably beyond, can now uh, identify with the lyrics in her song. I just, every now and then, if she'd just write a song about, you know, sitting on the beach, having a drink, right. everything, like well, her life is just misery. I mean, that being said, every other country song is about, you know, having a drink. Yeah. You know, so maybe, you know, although she's not really country anymore. No, she's pop, for um, sure. You know, maybe it is a, a, a kind of departure. But, yeah, and both she and Adele uh, have connected with fans by being honest about, mm. you know, the fact that, yeah, they have great lives, but not all of it is great. Adele's breakups and and yeah. you know, the end of her marriage, yeah. uh, we're, you know, and and being heartbroken, uh, really obviously connected with people. She must be a downer to be around though, because every song is just about heartbreak and yeah. uh, cloudy days. And then so so we saw that on Saturday, that little ten minute uh, video that got popped up on YouTube, and then we saw her on SNL Saturday night, and then last night. Adele performs for two hours while being interviewed by Oprah. They cut back and forth to this chat in Oprah's backyard. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> I, I know people are wealthy. I just don't need it shoved in my face. And she's performing outside of the uh, Griffin Observatory there in uh, Hollywood. Okay. So it's right up in the mountains. It's beautiful. The skyline, you know, the Hollywood letters. And the, and, uh, and so she's performing uh, just for all uh, A-listers. You, you see the camera sweep over the crowd, and you see Ellen there, and uh, a bunch of different celebrities. And I thought to myself, well, you know, in today's, today's day and age, you know, with, with, with all we've been through, maybe artists like Adele and this sort of thing should do it like a, a free show for health care workers or something. Like, why, does it, why do Ellen and everybody else get, you know, another night out? Right. Somebody else deserves a night out. Anyhow, uh, so it, the camera is going across the audience a few times. And I see Seth Rogen sitting there. Now, I've just read Seth's new, new book, yearbook, his, uh, his kind of memoir, and he talks a lot about his, just how uncomfortable he is uh, hobnobbing with celebrities. He he doesn't like necessarily that world that he works in. Well, from what I could tell, he was hobbing a lot of knob. <laughs> he was quite enjoying himself. A couple of glasses of champagne in his hand and enjoying the music. Right. Anyhow, and then, of course, a, a drone goes over uh, a couple of times. They had cameras going over with drones. And a couple of times you see, like, the, the parking lot. And it's just lined with stretch limousines. It, it, 
I don't know. If I had been Adele or her people, I know it, what the hell, you know, she is who she is and she performs who, who, for, for who she performs for. But I'd be like, doesn't this feel like we're really kind of shoving this down people's throats? Yeah, I don't think they see it when they're at that level. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think Stedman was out taking the dandelions out of the backyard before they filmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oprah wouldn't, she wasn't struggling to mow the lawn quickly. I, uh, so, right. So they're, they're in her garden and in the back behind her, you can, she's got like a tea house, like oh, a, tea, a tea room. So she has a, n- a separate building for tea. Right. Yeah. I have mine in the kitchen, like most people. <laughs> Bedroom, kitchen, tea. Uh, so be be prepared, fellas. If your lady's a little on the fence about not liking you, Adele and Taylor Swift are going to push her right over that fence <laughs> this holiday season. For Helinda's Meets, Ted Reader on the line. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? I can't complain. Life is delicious, you know? Yeah, it always is you know? when Teddy's cooking and you're heading into the uh, holiday season at the joint. Now, you're offering up a few different things at the joint, which, of course, hasn't been available in the past. But people can now come and have their Christmas uh, parties at the joint. Or you will yeah. cater, you will cater uh, to a home or to a, an office. What would a Teddy Reader Christmas grill uh, menu look like? Well, we do all kinds of different things. So, you know, our hero is brisket. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, we're, we're doing up, but we customize menus. So whatever you're really looking for, right. for your party, if you want a cocktail party and little small bites of things, you know, maybe we're doing a, a heirloom potato, fingerling potatoes, so little small little fingerling potatoes, Hasselback cut, and then topped with some smoked brisket, and it's a one-bite little hors d'oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Or we're doing a pork belly burnt end on kimchi slaw as a little nibble. But it's about, uh, it, that's the holiday season. It's about having a good time, playing safe, and, and eating lots of tasty. So if you want a good party, give me a call at the joint, and uh, let's uh, have me cater it. Because it's a holiday season, man. Mm-hmm. Party time. Party yeah. time. And you know what, Ted, Just thinking about it, as, as people are kind of getting back into this mode now, you might be changing up some of the things. Like if you're going to do a party with some appetizers, you might not want to have uh, just your plain uh, you know, bowl of chips where everyone's diving their hands in or, or a charcuterie board where too many people are touching it. Maybe uh, more things on sticks uh, might be uh, part of the, the, the menu for, for hosting a party this time around. Exactly. You know, charcuterie boards and veg trays and cheese and fruit platters, they're all wonderful. And if you're in your own little cohort, they're perfect for doing that. But I think when you're having a party, it's a little bit, uh, still a little bit risky and people are, are kind of cautious and standing back. So we do everything as as a single bite for everyone. We don't do the mixed boards and platters. Keep it nice and simple. But you want to have fun when you're cooking. And whether you're getting it catered or you're going to do it yourself, try this little recipe. You'll like this, Craigie. This one's, this one's right up your alley. Okay, Polly, I'm ready. All I right, got so a pen get and a, paper. You, Here we go. You get a cast iron pan. All right. All right. And you got some onions and some garlic and maybe some jalapenos. And this is called Fundido. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fundido. With All a name right. like that, it's going to be a tasty dish. So Fundido. You get your onions and your jalapenos and you get some mushrooms if you want. Whatever kind of veg. All right. Mm-hmm. Get them on the side. Maybe even a little bit of bacon. If you've got uh, some pulled pork, this is a great thing to do. So if you take pulled pork, if you don't have time to smoke it, do you know that you can do like about a two to three pound pork shoulder in an Instapot in about 45 minutes? Okay. All right. So you get your shredded pork. So you get all of that. And you're going to need a whack of cheese. 
really good melting cheese. Mm. Okay? Heat up a cast iron pan. I usually fire it into the oven, get the oven at 425 degrees, put the pan in the oven for about 10 minutes. Pull it out when it's nice and hot. Saute off all the veg. Okay. Right? Get it going. When the veg is all nice and tender, drain off any moisture that's in there, and then put a whole layer of cheese there, a nice thick layer of cheese. Pop it into the oven. That cheese is going to start to melt. And pull out when the cheese just starts to melt, pull it out. Top the cheese with the pulled pork, pushing it into the melting cheese. Okay. Another layer of cheese on top of that. <laughs> Back in the oven and bake it for about 15 to 20 minutes till it's all hot and bubbly. You get yourself a bag of tortilla chips or some freshly made tortillas, whatever you want, even little street tacos that are warmed. You can nuke them in the microwave for 30 seconds, and they're all nice and soft. And that hot, cheesy pulled pork dip comes on out of the oven. You get a spoon, you scoop it up, spread it on a little tortilla or on a chip, and you've got fundido. Oh, wow. And, I mean, you'll ruin a T-shirt, and you've got a little salsa on the side, but that's it, man. It's a fun dip, and it's a shareable. Or you can make, if you got small cast iron pans, you can make individuals because that's how good it is. Wow, that does sound really good. And those veggies must cook off really fast because you're throwing them into that cast iron and it's already really hot. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like a minute in there. Yeah. It's just a little bit of oil and then just saute it quick and easy. It's the, the pulled pork takes the longest, but if you didn't want to use pulled pork, you could use leftover shredded chicken, uh, just strictly bacon. You could do kielbasa from sure. Helenda's. That right. would make a really great fundita. Mm, that sounds so, good, you yeah. know. You'll have a good time with meat and cheese. I just How gotta, bad can it be? It's <laughs> great. I just got to come and borrow the cast iron pot, the Instapot, get you to do the pulled pork for me. <laughs> and I'll be all set to go. Well, you need a pound of pulled pork. You come on up and see us I at the joint. We've got that will. ready for you anytime. You do. I know. You've got it all ready. All right. People want to get a hold of you to talk about uh, catering and coming up to the joint for Christmas parties or funditos or any other uh, grilling experience with Ted Reader. How do they get a hold of you, pal? You'll find me on social media, Instagram, at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.